0: All right, man, you got to remind me 20 minutes in. I don't know if you can see the clock to pause for an ad break because I always forget. It's a real pain to do it later on. All right, I'll try. I'll do my best, but I, was, okay. I wouldn't hold my I breath. Keep, I forget every time. Uh, what's going on, man? Your team, it slipped a little bit. You got, you're like in 25th in my league. I'm moving up. I'm 191. You're 25. I'm catching up, man.
1: Yeah, it's obviously super annoying. The mid-season crackdown, uh, lost Bieber in... Multiple places and Tyler Glass now and too many. I don't even want to count. I'll cry. I just dropped him in both my Yahoo leagues. Um, you know, it's especially annoying listening to him. You know, say just straight up that you know it's because they made me change mid season is why I just tore my elbow. So I mean, you know, my teams have never I've been off the best fancy baseball start I've ever been. I'm just pretty much uh, that I've ever done by far, and it's kind of frustrating uh, being pitcher heavy them to change the rules mid season and have an obvious direct effect just immediately. So what are you going to do
0: in our last league? I drafted a little differently. Like I took Kershaw over Bauer in that league because I knew they had announced the rule. Now, most of my teams I drafted before they announced the rule. So they screwed us, but they told us like at the 11th hour, you know, we're going to do this. I got spooked and then it never happened. Then I was pissed. I was like, I should have taken Bauer. It was obvious. If they were going kind to of crack down, then Bauer is the obvious pick. Now we'll see. And we don't even know if Kershaw's clean. We assume he's clean because he's been doing it for so long, but who knows? Uh, we had Will Carroll on today. I thought he made a good mm-hmm. point. He said, because Gl- Glasnow didn't have the lotion and the rosin or whatever he uses, he had to squeeze the ball harder to get the sp- to generate spin and yeah, movement. It. That's what he and said. So if you're, s- so if you're squeezing yeah. the ball, then your forearm is flexed. And then you're like throwing 98 miles an hour with a flex tight forearm, it's not surprising that you could tear some of it. And then yeah, no, everyone
1: run- should listen to him talk to listen to glass. Now talk. He sounds like he's intel- totally knows what he's talking about and doesn't sound like sour grapes. He just like, it is what it is. I mean, I'm upset about my fantasy team. I mean, this guy worked his ass, all- ass off no, no, off season, you know, you showed up hungry. total in shape and this, and um, he flat out says that, yeah, you know, you try to, to, to hold it like an egg and he's taught this certain way to do the whole point is to not grip it tight. And now you suddenly change. He said he was using sunscreen and rosin and then he you had to grip it way, way tighter. So yeah, not just Carol, uh, confirmed it, but yeah, glass himself said, yes. And then I woke up after the first start, not using it, which by the way, he dominated the Nats 11 K's one walk. And he said parts of his body were sore that he didn't even know, never knew. And then lo and behold, the very next outing, he blows his UCL. So, I mean, I, mean, I also have Darvish and Burns a lot of them and those guys are clearly spin rate guys and Darvish like his control improved so much right when that spin rate jumped on these cutters not to mention Bauer so this could be just a total disaster in the injuries um I know that the the some some evidence points to this being overblown but it's possible a bunch more hit batsmen happen now with worse control and the hitters get hurt so I don't know but it's just such a joke for the nefarious reasons, it might as well be the government making these decisions with the upcoming, um, you know, the, uh, all, right. all the, 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 base, we'll the that. CDA, all that, but it's just, it's we'll all
0: we'll get into that for sure. But I just think you're selling yourself short. Like, you know, Glassnow is obviously upset that it's going to cost him his best career. No, I agree. Thank no, those you. Dollars, Thank but you worked harder than he did, I think.
1: No, I did I, did. I did. I studied harder than ever, as I told you, and it was paying off. And, and it's what it's, uh, shows you, you know, don't, don't, don't hustle because it just uh, does not worth it. Well, we'll see. I'm not giving up quite yet. But Just uh, give up. You uh, should yeah. give
0: up in our leagues, especially because we have some, yeah. we bet 500. You're definitely going to finish ahead of me in the first one. Cause my team's not very good and I keep making the worst moves, but in the second one, it's, it's getting closer. Uh, you also lost Bieber in the, in the second chance league that we're in. And Jeff and I are in first place. You know, Jeff goes away, says take I over. I think we're for first and second, right? First and oh no, dropped, okay, we're first and second
1: as of this morning. We me and you guys, you guys were. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I thought Rob Silver's team was going to be dominant, but but yeah, I lost B. I took Bieber fifth overall in that. And yeah, he's shoulder. That sounds great. So yeah, good job, guys. You're in first. Congrats on
0: that. And I hated that team that Jeff drafted. I was like, this team's yes, terrible. And so far, so good. He just let me take it over. That's like, Oh, I'm up to 183 now. You're down to 25. The thing is, my batting average was like 240. I was last. Now it's 250. I made huge strides. Just getting rid of Kelnick and uh, Hira just changed everything. So, yeah, so you've got all these pitchers and, and they're spin rate dependent and they've been some of the best pitchers in the league. And that's why your teams are in the top. You know, you got two teams in the top 12 at one point out of 2,100 teams. It's not like out of, you know, 100 teams, it's out of 2,100 teams. It is very hard to be in the top. And you were killing it. And this, this rule change is going to be a big deal. And it it really is like, well, we'll talk about like the conspiracy aspect of it in a second. You know, I have a team, it just dropped the last place. My main event, it was in 12th a second ago, but it's way, it's in a strong last place now it was it's got 57 points. Like I, by the end of the day, I could be in 12th or 11th. But the point is that like, normally I'd be like, okay, there's no way I could cash in a league that's this deep in the season. But I think there's going to be seismic shifts because of this, whether there's injuries, like, Glass now, and one thing that Will Carroll said was he said Degrom had the same thing. He had like a a little soreness, and he also you know was maybe forced to grip the ball tighter. And they're all forced to grip the ball tighter. You know, normally it's like okay, if yeah, Phil salt did like a thread, he's like if you're not in the top hundred, then you you know only a few teams not in the top hundred made it in the top ten by the end of the year at this point in 2019, and just how like obviously enough of the season has gone by that it's very unlikely to have a team that's terrible at this point that does that well but I think this is going to be the most upside down first and second half we've ever seen.
1: Yeah. It looks like there's nearly 2,400 teams in the online championship. I still have two in the top 25, but they're fading. Hopefully I did a screen grab and I had one in fourth and the other in ninth or something. Um, You could be right, especially, I mean, I want to counter and be like, well, the mediocre pitchers are going to get worse too. So you still want the better pitchers in the league. But I mean, if I spent the draft capital on these, you spent your first four round picks in every league they got it, you know, they got, they were performing. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been, yeah, it could be a, a, a seismic shift in standings, uh, unfortunately, I mean, what are you going to, yeah, it's, it's especially guys who went pitcher heavy like myself. It's very annoying. You know, I led, uh, uh, last night's column talking about how the elite closers have just been so dependable. Um, I, we don't talk about that, but the, based on the hitters and the, and the starters, I'm sure it'll probably change dramatically now if I uh, put it in print, but just all the guys that went first, Hendricks, Chapman, um, hater, uh, they've all, they've all been so worth it. Even going down to like the guys you were worried about like, the Diaz and Iglesias have, have, have rebounded too. And they've all, and they've been some of the
0: like, Brad and has have, rebounded too. Yeah, Kim, He's been better. Kim,
1: yeah. Kimbrell too. Some of them have provided like four wins to go along with the 18 uh, uh, saves and great ratios. So it's been kind of cra- And then if you factor in, how the amount of fab that's been spent on the waiver wire chasing saves and how bad it gets after the top 10, you could counter and say, well, if you got Melanson and Alex Reyes, you're fine. Yes. Okay. But other than that, you know, I'm sorry. If you spent draft capital in these big overall contests on those guys, you're getting a a decent profit. If you look at the, you know, the rest of uh, compare comparatively, do you, do you still counter counter back at me on that?
0: No, I I think the top few guys have been really good. And because there's so many hitter busts also in that range, like and injuries and injuries, right? Yeah. So if you got like hater or Chapman in round four or five, someone took Rendon or Marcelo Zuna or Springer or even Bregman's not done much, you know, a lot, there's a lot of guys in that range that haven't done much. And of course those closers are doing great. And, and then, you know, there's a lot of half closers out there. So other people are trying to get by with half closers and you've got some of the few full closers. So yeah, I would agree now that I think I would concede that those top closers have, are going to end up yeah. paying off. Yeah, obviously Melanson and race. There's like a handful that, are, you know, but that's always the case. I mean, it's always the case with any position. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's going to be an outlier, but by oh, the way, why, uh, why do you have pitchers? I can just get Carlos Rodone and Kevin Gossman, you know? Yeah, of course. Well, right. so, I mean, right. if you get those exact two guys, sure.
1: Totally. So Hader, by the way, is also top 25 overall player. Like if you look at Yahoo's ranks, which is pretty crazy, just for the amount of innings he's done, but you get the wins, you get an ERA 0.76 or whatever, six, six, five, that'll happen. So the best closer actually this year has been the giants closer. McGee and Rogers have combined for They have the most save opportunities in baseball, 22 saves, three wins and a 2.39 ERA. If you did combine those two guys, but of course, the problem is that's not uh, what 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 happens. But um, if, and they also I, I they also take out.
0: up they take up two roster spots too. If you right. keep them do, both, oh. do
1: you know that my wife plays in an ESPN points league? Um, and I guess uh, in that and in, in Otani, you can move back and forth. You can't get this. You can't get them as both points. On the day he pitches, but in a daily league and on right. ESPN, right. You can, that guy leads the points league. By of course. Like 200 more points in the next <laughs> right. player. Because I didn't the realize one... this was possible. We always talk about this. And I just thought my wife looked at the standings, and it's like Otani has literally 200 more points in the next most person in this league.
0: Yeah, because when he pitches, he gets so many points on the day and then he still hits six out of seven other days. It's yep. crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. I, also, telling- I heard in the market that he's he goes every other day. He's still right there with Vlad, I guess,
1: in the market. It may be way off, but as far as MVP odds, I, I guess he's right there. And today, by the way, as we're talking, he's homered and, and swiped the bag as well.
0: Yeah, I know. I have him in that league that I'm creeping up on you. I know. And I used him as a pitcher. The one week that they were in the NL oh, and man. he, and he dominated, he had 10 K's no, and got a win. No. He's been killing no. it for me. No, no, that guy's huge. I got Tatis. Tatis is the best player, by the way. Oh. Tatis <laughs> plays like two thirds of the games and he just hits a home run and steals a base every day. So yeah, I have those two. And, and I was talking to Jeff about this in the fifth round. I thought I screwed up because I was like, do I take burns? do I take a arena? Who's also really good. Or I take Lance Lynn. Those are three guys I was choosing between. I took Lynn. I was like, ah, I shouldn't have taken Lynn. That was a cowardly pick. Lynn has been amazing. So good. Right. So good. And although I think, I think he could be a spin rate. I think he could go downhill too, because he just kind of had the second career resurgence and it was, you know, around the time, all those Verlanders and Coles were like, get it together. So we'll see. But, Yeah. Tatis watching him play in Coors field. It's like, imagine this guy didn't play in Petco with a
1: busted shoulder. I mean, that guy is so good. It's unfair. It's it's crazy. The numbers he's putting up.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's insane. And so uh, I just, at least I had that right. Right. Those are the three guys I was choosing between. Those are, I had it right. Like those are the guys you want uh, in that round. There's probably other good players too, but it's kind of crazy. And the midstream thing is weird. It's weird that they announced it like at the 11th hour. Then, They didn't do anything. Then they're actually enforcing it. Apparently, we don't know yet. We don't know how much they're going to enforce it. We have to see and how much people are going to take it seriously. But it's a very weird year. And and it's really like, I talk about this on the XM show all the time, but it's just really like the federal government, as you mentioned, printing money where everybody's waiting for the Fed. Are they going to tighten? Are they going to be dovish and, and keep printing money? Okay, I'll buy or sell stocks. I'm not looking for good businesses or, you know, when you're running a business, it's not like, oh, is it is this a product that customers want? It's all central planning now. And this is baseball's doing something like this. And James Anderson told me that, who was it? I, I can't remember why. Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. It was Pete Alonzo, right. He came forward and he said he thinks that they juiced the ball in 2019. or because I remember, 2018, it was a dud ball. 2019, it was juiced. 2017, it was juiced. 2021, they deadened it. And he thinks that it's in sync with, and I haven't done any study on this, but just I believe him like when the major free agent contracts are coming due, um, if there's a bunch of hitters that are due to get, you know, due to hit free agency and the ball's deadened, then they're going to come off 38 home run years instead of 48 home run years. And they're going to get smaller deals. And you could think that, you know, league wide when, you know, when there's like a discrepancy in, in whether it's pitching or hitting, um, it might save collectively baseball owners like 50 million or 100 million or whatever. So on the spreadsheet, they're like, if we just deaden the ball, this is worth 50 million collectively. If we just liven up the ball, this is worth 100 million this year. And I don't know that that's true, but you know, it definitely doesn't strike me as uh, implausible or. Crazy well, it's also
1: just and also I believe that, and also the cBA's up at the end of this year, so they just want to point to the players in general as being cheaters, even though they changed the baseball, and honestly, a lot of the pitchers, this is just a reaction to the baseball being completely inconsistent not just year to year but stadium to stadium, so they just want a proper grip I mean it's it's all just a joke, and now they're trying to blame it on the players when they're the ones in which the reaction happened. In the first place,
0: it's whatever. Yeah. Well, Paul Sporer came on the show and he said, you know, Bud Selig's in the Hall of Fame. You know, Clemens and Bonds are not going to be in the Hall of Fame, which is ridiculous. They're two of the top 10 players of all time. So the players wore the whole thing. Even though Bud Selig knew after after they lost the World Series in 94 and he knew in 98 you know, when Sosa and, and McGuire were hitting 66 and 70 home runs and their heads were the size of beach balls and they had zits all over, he knew, everybody knew they were, were roaring up, but he looked the other way because they needed the business. They needed baseball to have something exciting. It was very exciting. They got it back and they turned and threw those guys under the bus. And then he walks into the hall of fame. And I, and I do think that, It's the same thing. It's like, it's divide and conquer. This guy we had on today. Um, I don't know if his Mm -hmm. allegations are true, but did you, did you listen to that segment we had?
1: Yes. 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 I saw the thread because of Jeff bringing it up. But yeah, talk about that. Yeah. He basically is like, I'm tired. He aired a bunch of more dirty laundry that goes on throughout the league. And it was all crazy (laughs) stuff. Adrian Beltre had a buddy in center field with a white towel that had wave, uh, with binoculars anytime there's been off speed pitch in that year. You know, he went crazy in the, the, the home road splits of Aaron Judge I've told you about, like, are just right. astronomical. Um, so yeah, sorry, but yes, that thread, and then you had him on the XM show.
0: But yeah, so this guy Ryan Spader at the Ace of Spader is his handle. He came out, he had this thread and was blowing up because he was saying Chase Utley and Adrian Belcher. Now, keep in mind that you know he didn't reference his source, he didn't say who told him. Apparently, he knows a bunch of baseball players. He said, current and former baseball players told him, but he didn't say who. So this is obviously an anonymous source. So take it for right. what it's worth. I don't know that this yeah. stuff is true. I don't know if he yeah. has an ax to grind. I don't know what, I mean, I, I don't even really know the guy. We had him on for 10 minutes, but one thing that he said that he said motivated him to make the, the thread about all these other guys. And you know, Utley and Beltran are like beloved guys. Everyone loves those guys. They're like well-regarded. So the reason he at least he claimed that he made the thread is, is that he was getting sick of the Astros and other, and it's a little weird because the Astros really haven't been in the news for that in a while, but whatever maybe it's because the the spider attack thing re-brought it up like oh these guys are cheating and then the astros no
1: there was a whole new article that came out that said the astros continued oh, okay. cheating so after the- remember i even talked about it with james anderson he laughed when i said the massage gun but that was an actual thing in the article that they reported okay. that they used massage guns and it lasted way past when everyone thought aj hench li- left i think that was his name um but no there's it's been in the news It it's okay still all
0: right so it is so it is so jeff didn't know so it is obviously new then and the whole spider tapping is You know, they're throwing Bauer and Cole under the bus and whoever else is involved. And so he said, look, he's fed up. It's bullshit that these guys are being wearing the cheating. And, you know, Paul Spores said the same thing. He doesn't think it's fair that Cole and Bauer wear it. And so he said, look, all these guys that are like your favorite guy, I mean, David Ortiz, didn't he get busted for steroids too? But they love David Ortiz. So he didn't really wear it like those other guys. At least Ryan Spader said, look, I'm just, I'm sick of this. And he outed a bunch of other stuff. And it was almost like Canseco when he outed everybody for roids. And he said, everyone thought he was crazy. And he's like, no, this is so widespread. You guys are just ridiculous. You have no idea. And, of course, he was like a pariah because he said what no one wanted him to let it get out. Uh, he also said, and, again, this is just what he's saying. I don't have, like, proof that it's true. But what he also said, he, he seemed credible to me. He didn't seem like he was ridiculous or anything. He also said that player, some players said, shut your mouth, stop talking about this, which is interesting because – yeah, I heard, yeah. In in a way, it's better for the players if they're all on the same team, right? If if the players say the Astros are cheaters and Bauer and and Cole are cheaters, we're the good guys, then there's the good guys and the bad guys that go into labor negotiations divided, and that helps the owners. But if they're sort of like, look, this is all BS, we're all trying to get an edge, baseball didn't really have strong rules against this, no one enforced it, nobody's cheating here, screw you, stop making us seem like cheaters... And then they, you know, united, it would be good. And I feel like there's such a parallel with this to like modern society that people are being driven on tribal politics, race, they're trying to divide everybody and be like, you're the good guys, you're the bad guys, these are the deplorables, these are the people you shouldn't talk to, these are the people you should deplatform. these are the people you shouldn't associate with, these are the people you shouldn't retweet and try to divide everybody because if everybody got together you know, it would be a lot str- harder for the government to to do what it does, to get away with printing and making wars and not taking care of, you know, infrastructure, the, all the shit they do that everyone's justifiably fed up with. So anyway, it just seems like very similar strategies that those who have power and, and, and this, in the moment are, you know, they want to use whatever they can. And, and But some of the players are saying, shut up, don't say this about other players. Yeah, and they're tribal, weird, yeah. right? It's like, no, maybe yeah. you should just say, tell the truth. Like, let's just get this over with and then I'll be on the same side. So I, I used to be on the Houston assholes, I would call them. Uh, and now I'm, uh, I feel like I'm much more sympathetic to them after all this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's all, it's all very, uh, it's all just obviously personally annoying and yeah, that's nefarious reasons behind it. as you said, and you made the analogy and, um, yeah, no, it's, it's frustrating and who knows how much stream is going to be moving forward, but I wish that, you know, care about things that actually matter. Like Fixing the strike zone. I know you're against robot umps for some reason, but man, this strike zone remains a problem. Uh, they just did a study too. And this year it's been, um, off in key situations, like more than ever. Um, I don't know. It feels like they should pay their, extend their attention more to, to manners like that and not destroying my, my fantasy teams.
0: I like that they're destroying your fantasy team. So I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, I get frustrated. I, I watch some of my pitchers get squeezed and it's just super annoying because that one pitch, that one strikeout changes everything. It's a walk instead of a strikeout. Another guy, there's an error. Then a guy hits a home run. Then he walks another guy. Then another guy hits a hit. Then they pull him. And then you're like, dude, he would have been out of the inning and he had a lead. I'm probably getting a win here. This is it's horrible. I mean, obviously we're used to it. I mean, football is even more horrible. Like football is like, The type of shit that goes down in football (laughs) and fantasy is just you get you get screwed so badly. I can't even recount the the different ways between refereeing and coaching and just lock and fumbling and whatever that happens in a football game that can just. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's hard to get baseball a hard time as anyone who had (laughs) a lot
1: of money on the Packers in that championship game last year when the head coach called the field goal unit. I, I still don't believe that actually happened. We're in a simulation. When I was watching. I cannot, that was still the craziest thing I've ever seen when they called for that field goal with Aaron Rodgers. and that anyway, that, that, that I, that literally was the nail in the coffin for why would you gamble on sports? And that, that
0: wait, you? The didn't, no, wait, 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 you didn't do, you didn't remind me it is time. To oh, take it's 20 minutes 20 been exactly 20 minutes, about actually. 20 right, minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's time to take a break for a word from our sponsors. Okay. So, sorry. What were you saying?
1: I have a good segue here. So let's, let's move away from something. So depressing as this, this baseball situation, the, uh, the spin rate scandal, uh, speaking of sponsors, Ronaldo, pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Drink water, pushing away the Coca-Cola products. I guess that's a thing with him too. He says his, his kids, he keeps the junk food away. So yeah. And the stock fell $4 billion or whatever. That's pretty, uh, pretty wild,
0: right? Yeah. I don't think it was because of that necessarily. It's funny. I wrote a blog post on this in 2010. I looked it up. It had some language and it It was a little like, I don't know if we'd fly today, but it's all you could find it on rotosynthesis. I wrote a blog and, you know, I was basically saying like LeBron was uh, endorsing McDonald's or somebody he signed a deal with him. He was already so rich and going to be so rich. It's like, why are you promoting McDonald's to kids? And it's like, well, people can eat whatever they want. People, yeah, it should be legal to do the promotion. It should be legal to eat there. It should be legal to operate. It's also open for criticism. Like if you're going to be a multimillionaire and you're going to sell a product to somebody that's toxic, crappy product, you know, you should get flack for that. And I feel like nobody, everyone just endorses everything. Like whatever's the most money, just take the endorsement. And why, why are you doing that? Like, it's like this stuff isn't good for people. You don't need the money. It's just so easy to say, no, I understand. If you're like, I I wrote an article, Back then, I said, if you're an out of work actor and you get the McDonald's commercial and you get 100k or 200k for that, take it because a, you really need that money, and b, you're not moving the needle. You're not a faint. You're not important. You're just some commercial actor. So take the money. Fine. If you're LeBron James or you're, you're Ronaldo, like why are you shilling for Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola is not something you drink as an athlete. I don't think LeBron's eating a lot of McDonald's. I could be wrong, but he doesn't look like it. I, he's a professional basketball player, so he burn it off. But he looks like he takes pretty good care of himself. And so why, you know, why shouldn't other people be encouraged to do that also? And it just seems like, okay, I mean, he was pretty young back then, but now I don't know if he's still endorsing that stuff because I don't watch commercials. But all these athletes and I don't mean to just pick on LeBron. It's just like, don't do that. Endorse something wholesome or just let it go. Just say no. And Ronaldo, like, moved the Cokes out of the frame. And the other thing is, like, we're in a pandemic, right? And 600,000 Americans have died. But like, do you know that at least as of July of last summer, 50% of the people under 65 who died, so I assume that percentage is probably the same still, half of the people under 65 who died in the pandemic had diabetes. Half. Your chances of dying are so much higher if you have diabetes and or, you know, other types of problems that products like McDonald's and Coca-Cola cause. So it's like, nobody's talking to me in there. They didn't talk about treatments. so they suppressed that. They Actually, no, they didn't talk about it. They actually made it so you couldn't share it on Twitter, things like vitamin D or ivermectin and things that would have also helped mitigate this horrible pandemic. But then just like not being diabetic, well, if you're diabetic, you're diabetic, like you're, you're stuck. But type two diabetes can actually be largely reversed, unless it's gone really, really far by just cutting the sugar, just stop eating the sugar. And Coca-Cola is one of the worst offenders. It's like a zero nutrition, zero benefit. You know, it's not like if you eat, if you eat a pizza, at least there's some energy in the pizza. At least there's like, it's not great for you, but at least you're getting some, you can go eat a pizza and then go do something. Cause you have energy drinking Coke is not going to give you energy. So that's one of the easiest, worst, lowest of the totem pole. And nobody's talking about that. So I don't know. It was nice to see him, uh, just basically tell Coca-Cola to fuck off.
1: No, it was, it was great uh, to see him. Uh, I mean, it's, I saw people on Twitter this week posting hospital pics of the food that they are served patients and it's just garbage sugar. There's too much money in big sugar. So it's a hopeless situation, but, um, yeah, no, that's, it was, it was nice to see him do that. And, uh, Certainly, back to McDonald's. And Chad Johnson's the only one I can think of. He, I suppose that he eats it like three meals a day, and even did when he was playing. And like otherwise, like you know, super athletic, works out. I don't think he drinks alcohol, but um, most. But I was definitely going to say. Meanwhile, LeBron James, Hawking McDonald's left and right, big time. So, uh, yeah, and 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 yeah, people talking about it. So, uh, kudos to to Ronaldo. Um, I hope, that starts, I
0: hope that starts a movement. I mean,
1: like, and by yeah. the way, I believe he blows away LeBron James and like Twitter followers too. Just like oh, like globally, Ronaldo is the the you know one of the most famous top three famous yeah. athletes, probably wow. the most famous athlete in the world, probably.
0: Yeah, and I'm not going to vouch for him personally because I don't know anything about him except that he is Portuguese. Yeah, yeah. Um, I understand. But just that is a good thing, and I, I feel like I, I hope that's a thing. You know, like we're we're athletes are just like no, why would I do that. Why would I do that? And and I don't begrudge them making money. Be as rich as you want. I I think it should be legal. I think you should be allowed to do it if you want. I don't want to tell people what they can endorse because then it'll be like, oh, you you shouldn't endorse Bitcoin because Bitcoin is not that no one's going to pay you to endorse Bitcoin, but, you know, because it uses, you know, they can make up fun about anything. So I don't Mm -hmm. think there should be anyone in charge of making it illegal but do your own research. Like what is Coca-Cola? What, what's the effect of Coca-Cola in human society? What does it do on in general? And what does Bitcoin do? I think do your own research, but that's why I don't think it should be illegal. Cause that it's too dangerous to make that illegal. You, you can't, nobody can be trusted to ar- be the arbiter of that.
1: <clears throat> All right. The only thing I've left in sports is just that NBA has been great, man. Ke- Kevin Durant was an aw- so awesome last night. Um, are you, uh, you should still have Nick Whalen and Dre on. You could. I know it's not fantasy season, but uh, man, there's been some good playoffs. Uh, the injuries, though, is this going to ruin it all? Though Ka- Kawhi Leonard went down. So it's just going to be a battle of attrition, but um, it has still been some exciting games. I know you don't care. Uh, so what,
0: no, else, what else? I care about, it, but I check, I check who's winning every, I, I check like the box scores. I still am kind of into it. I, I just don't really watch. And I saw Durant had that monster game. Uh, and I was saying that to, for Durant, like he had that like nutless couple of championships with the warriors who were already a dynasty. If he wins now, especially with Kyrie heard and Harden, gimpy, then that's like LeBron winning in Cleveland, where you get your first like legit Championship, you're not just, um, and it pisses me off that I had to pay you 100 bucks for that LeBron thing because if Steph Curry doesn't do that stupid behind the back pass, maybe he's still stuck on three and he's getting older and who knows, right? But he got the force. I had to pay you, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's big for Durant if they win the whole thing because it's like he's, you know, he's the man. I think that's good for him after, you know, just nutlessly riding the coattails of a, a, a already dynasty. Oh, but the thing that's annoying me, and we were talking about this is baseball, but it's also basketball, like. Donchick was playing hurt. Harden's hurt. Chris Paul's always hurt. Now he's got COVID. Uh, You know, Embiid is hurt. Kawhi is out. It's like, this is bullshit, man. And I'll tell you, like, I don't remember in the Knicks and Pistons and Bulls and Pacers, and these are brutal, ugly slugfests out there. Nobody was hurt. Ewing was playing and Jordan was playing. Ewing got hurt in 99, but that was like, he was already way past his prime. Jordan was playing and, you know, Reggie Miller was playing. And those dudes weren't missing, like, a whole series or like, Oh, well they would have won, but Jordan was hurt. So they got knocked out that never happened. Like what the fuck is happening now in professional sports?
1: Yeah, I know. Not not only the guys you mentioned, but Mitchell's banged up, Conley's out, Harden and Kyrie are hurt. Um, normally I would be against, you know, rooting against KD, leaving the Warriors and joining a super team like that, especially Kyrie and Harden. Come on. But I bet heavily on the Knicks a few months back. So I've been very much uh, the opposite of that. And truthfully, I actually like Durant. I know he's kind of a different guy, but um, boy, he's the best player in the world right now without question. Coming off a torn Achilles um, with so much mileage, it's underrated. I mean, remember he came into the league on the, on the, in Seattle. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And uh, yeah, he, he, he was so good only the fourth player ever to go 40, 15 and 10 in a playoff game last night. And he nearly did, did it with 50 points. He only played 48 minutes last night. He played yeah.
0: all 48. Well, yeah, they I'm needed him. They need, they uh,
1: beating them. the bucks in a huge game. I yeah, know. Yeah, so, so really sick. So that was uh been fun to watch. We'll see what happens there with the nets though. They are still really, really banged up and who knows uh, what happens. uh Everybody. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Um what else? John Stewart. Uh uh well, what Before else? we get what to that, before
0: we get to John Stewart, we'll get to that. Ahmed Rosario, man. Have you been aware oh, of how yeah, he's, he's been playing? doing well? He's yeah, like no, four no. for five with a steal every day now. Yeah, he's batting two eighty five. All right. I, I don't care that he's better than Crawford. He doesn't have to be better than Crawford. It just had to be a plausible, awesome. sensible move. Three hits every like night. A smart by low on a guy that was going in the ninth round last year. All right. So mm-hmm. All
1: right, so yeah, even Crawford hit another three-run homers, but yeah, no Rosario. Every other night, it's three hits here, four hits there. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I mean, it's not. He's not tearing it up, but he's very, very good. Right, he's so you're re-accept the Batting average his way down. You were I trying to give back uh, the
0: L and now uh, I got to give it back to you. Here it is. It, Here's the L. If it makes me it.
1: further into the conversation than sure. Whatever, whatever yes, it takes okay. to move on. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But, 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 I, I just, but, but Crawford's I just going crazy. Just to be yeah. clear. Yeah. Crawford's having a very good season. Yeah. The, Giants, saying, won, yeah. the other Giants came back from down 07 last night, hit a grand yeah. slam to, to win the Diamondbacks have lost 21 straight road games. That's pretty wild.
0: My guy, Sammy long didn't get the win though. So that's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, they screwed yeah. him because he was supposed to go after the opener and the opener was so bad. He had to get in there in the first inning and screwed <laughs> yeah. him up. But, uh, totally. and anyway, we'll see yeah. if he gets a, another start, yeah. but yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, speaking of John Stewart and speaking of the Ahmed Rosario L the whole point of the L is not that Crawford's better than Rosario. So the burden of proof was on you because you were calling me out for being idiotic. And similarly, uh, I think John Stewart made the case. Now some people are saying he was mocking the people who were saying this, but I don't agree. I don't think so. It didn't seem like that to me. It, it seemed like he was making the case on on the, the nutless monkey Colbert show. What a nutless monkey that guy is! Uh, wow, was It was ma- so
1: bad his reaction, and that is insane. If they're if that's what they're trying to twist that is is saying right. that he was being sarcastic. No, no, they're trying to say
0: that that oh no, he was just mocking. Which okay, so he was saying you know what I've been saying for the last year, which is that. Obviously, if there's one lab in the world doing gain-of-function research on coronaviruses and the coronavirus breaks out right next to the lab in the same city, the overwhelming obvious inference is it's from the lab. Now, burden of proof. If like there was some incredibly compelling account of a natural origin story, then, okay, wow, it really seemed like this. I would have thought this, but surprisingly this happened but there has been no good account there was all sorts of changing accounts about pangolins and you know seafood markets and stuff that made no sense and they had no patient zero they could uh, count and then it came out as you pointed out a couple of weeks ago that those guys were sick with pneumonia in november who worked at the lab so there is kind of a patient zero from the lab that it comes out there's no patient zero from the market It's a slam dunk. And and there's
1: a gain-of-function pathogen with a genetic footprint that has never been observed in a natural coronavirus.
0: But the official people, the Alina Chans and these other guys, this guy like Matt Ridley and these other guys, they're all like, the hypothesis and da-da-da, and they're actually pretending to be scientific about this and debate this as if it's this very high-minded, well, they really were, were, it was a mistake to rule out the lab uh, leak hypothesis early. And now I think we should investigate both hypothesis, even though when they tried to investigate, China completely covered it up and didn't let them in and destroyed data. This is Continue like the most... And this is the most obvious thing of all time to me. I, I don't... I, it's almost more gaslighting by the scientists pretending there's a hypothesis and this needs to be investigated in some sort of way. So they need to see each causal chain of how it leaked from the lab rather than the res ipsa loquitur, which is a legal term. It means the thing speaks for itself. You know, when a plane crashes and, and you have like family on it, I think you can sue the airline because it's like the fucking plane crashed and people died. Like you don't have to be like, well, what was the cause? Can you prove that it caught, you know, you don't need to prove all of the, uh, the causes and the chain of causation because it's obvious what happened. That's what I, this seems like to me. Like these dudes Ooh. were working on virus, on this very dangerous stuff. It leaked, killed a whole bunch of people, and they try to cover it up. But it's like, to me, it's just a race of soliloquitur. It's like this is obviously what happened, unless there's an incredibly compelling detailed explanation of how it happened otherwise, which has not been Any- forthcoming.
1: And then right. when Stewart's mocking it by saying, oh, maybe we should look at the pangolin or whatever, mating with the whatever, uh, right. but I, what are the other people that he went super meta? Like, I don't understand the people that thinking he was being sarcastic. He went like triple sarcasm there. I mean, that's, that's I, next I level they, there. No, they, I mean, was,
0: I, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think they f- were trying to say, and I, I don't know how many people thought this, but I saw this, that he was like, that's like the idiot like me who would be like, oh, dude, it's a lab, like obviously, but the thing is, it's a good argument. So that's why it's hard to mock. Like, he, if he's mocking me, well, he's making a good argument. So I don't really understand how that's mocking anybody. You would have made a dumb argument instead of a good argument. So I, I think he was pointing it out. And the thing is so crazy. It's just so crazy people, how people are. Why do you care whether which one it is? Like, why are you attached to that? I can understand someone being attached to some policy choice that might affect them or that they believe in or something. This is just simply the cause of a deadly virus, whether it's from a lab or from, you know, a bat cave. Why do you care? Like, why are you no emotionally idea. invested? It
1: doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, obviously, because I guess Trump said it once a long yeah. time ago, originally right. or something. I mean, it's, yes. it is. that, that it's, There is no reason at all that this should be this case. It's bizarre. I, 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 I cannot come up with an explanation even.
0: Why are you emotionally tested? I mean, Trump is not even the president anymore. He's not even allowed on Twitter anymore. I mean, you're still, because he said this once that now. And, and so it's like, they're so desperate to obey. And, and I think what it is, is everybody's like, I'm right. No, I'm right. And being right is a very important thing. And having your religion, your worldview be right. Every religion is fighting each other to say, this is my, you know, there's missionaries. My truth, my God is the God, you know, and they fight each other. And so that's kind of what we do on a different scale. Like my, understanding of the world is the truth and yours is wrong. And so if you threw your lot in with the legacy media because Trump was an absurd person and you were like, of course I'm going against this. And the media played on that obviously. And the oligarchs that were upset that Trump won because they lost some control, not all, but some, when you had a president that wasn't supposed to win this kind of random clown guy instead of a, a, an actual politician that had already been groomed, well, they could point out, like, look at this clown. He's ridiculous. So everybody was like, yeah, I want to identify with this. And they made it so that, like, professionally and personally, socially, in a lot of circles, um, it was much more advantageous to identify with the, the other religion, the story of coming from the media and and the, the authorities and the, you know, the people that you trusted. And so now I think they're just so attached to those people being right about everything that when they're blatantly wrong and obviously covered it up and lied and suppressed it, it's like this cognitive dissonance where they're like, no, that's idiotic and they can't help themselves. They can't, it doesn't matter how stupid their argument is or how irrelevant it is, whether it's a lab leak or whatever, what does that matter to you? It's there are a lot, it's one of the tenets of the religion was that this was obviously not a lab leak. So now they're like, you know, it's one of the tenets of your religion. Once a religion, You don't really care if it makes sense. It's just as long as it's one of the things you have to believe, you believe it. And I think that's what's going on. But it's really getting bizarre, the things that, you know, people now are, you know, I have to wear this mask. It doesn't matter if I'm outside. It doesn't matter if I got vaccinated. I have to wear the mask. Why? Well, there's no medical reason to wear it. Well, well, why are you wearing it? Because it's your religion. It's another thing you have to do, right? Think about like seriously religious people in certain traditions. Like they have to do all sorts of stuff. They have a huge amount of demands put on them to show that they're, you know, meeting the requirements. And I just think this is, this is a religion. It's a, you call it a cult or religion, whatever, but it's like, they are going to just adhere to all these things. But I think people are peeling off because some people just believed it because they, because Trump was absurd. And so logically to them, it made more sense. It was easier, helped them get along, but they weren't, they didn't adopt it as their full religion and they're starting to see it. And then they see these religious people. And I hope that they're peeling away and be like, uh, I don't know about that. And it seems like John Stewart is one of those people. He's, he's obviously on the side of all those people, but he's kind of like, no, this is probably came from the lab. Right? I mean, that's what it seemed like it happened.
1: Yeah, hopefully a few more uh, bigger name peoples like that if it takes. You know, if, if there's ever like celebrities, uh, don't stick to stay in your lane, please. Right. More of what John Stewart did, and 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 just for the comedy effect, please more reactions by Colbert like that too. I mean, just like I mean, I mean, could you be a big nutless monkey? I mean, that was yeah. just, I mean, wow. Anyway, uh, I saw saw, saw a, 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 over a conglomerate of like thousands of local media coverage all saying the same exact phrase. I forget what their message was because oh yeah, so I tweeted that I did. out. Dangerous this, is precedent. Dangerous, this is a danger. This is a danger to dangerous democracy, precedent. yeah. <laughs> uh, like a thousand were fed the same line. You know, what's dangerous is what you're saying. I, I said, I whomever, said, yeah, that wants is. To... Sorry that I stole that from you. I forgot, no, 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 but, no, yeah, no. Uh, that's a yeah. I, 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 that that isn't just just infuriating. And now, um, and even more so, what else is it like? Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, just that's it's crazy, man. The media, it, it really is,
0: yeah. I mean, if you, if you know the details, like they they had like. I don't know, 30 different newscasters from different local news around the country, maybe 40, 50. And they're no. all saying, this is a I mean, danger to our democracy. And they're all repeating the same line. Literally, like, it's red from, from what's been told. And so, by the way, oh one thing besides it being so creepy that they were doing that, those some freaks, uh, those newscasters, you see what they look like, some of those people? They're just like plastic surgery. They're just some <laughs> freaks on those shows. I, I was like if it weren't so creepy, it would be hilarious. I was looking at these people. They are such the people that they select to like do the sort of read the state propaganda are freaks. Yeah. I mean, funny. I don't know when you're a kid, you, know, you used to watch the local news and I was growing up. I watched the news in New York and like, you just assume like, that's like serious. Like these people are serious. They're wearing their suit. They're reporting the news. And maybe then it was more serious. And then as you get older, you start looking at it and you're like, these people are freaks. These are weird people, you know, and you don't know that when you're a kid, you just take it, you know, as the authority figure that's telling you the news.
1: Everyone it's, seems so much older. If you look at old pictures, just in general, like this, my, um, my, you know, my parents looked so old at, at 18 and everything. Right. But, um, and you know what, you know, the movie city slickers, uh, uh yeah, I know the movie. But, but Billy Crystal, they're having a midlife crisis and they leave their family to go, you know, go camping and whatnot. So they're 39 years old that's old i'm like what i'm like i'm the age of billy crystal sorry I'm a little t- but yeah if, uh people did look big yes i get what you're saying back in the day the newscasters were much more like ron burgundy for sure
0: yeah well i don't know i mean i don't remember what they look like i just remember that i took them seriously now if i see a local newscaster, yeah, well that's for other reasons
1: and just appearance but yes lost all credibility yeah they've also lost all credibility yeah of course
0: time. yeah you see them and
1: I got FBI one more. operative, FBI operative. Uh, what about that video? Was that you that put the Glenn Greenwald green one? Was that you too?
0: Yeah, I did also tweet that. You know, basically, there's a, it, it's called Revolver News, and it's definitely like right, le- right leaning. And you can take it for what it's worth. I'm not going to vouch for it or not vouch for it, but the reporting in this story seems solid. And they're saying, and, and this is, and we talked about this last week. We talked about this last week in the context of the the hack. The, you know, the, the Bitcoin bounty, you know, ransom hack. Um, but it's the same thing. We said the FBI in 9-11, after 9-11, they would like do these things, these stings and like get some guy to go buy fertilizer or whatever, and then arrest him and say, oh, we disrupted a plot. But they created the plot. Apparently, in, they're investigating this and I don't know the answers to this, but apparently I think in some of those groups that were uh, rioting, protesting, invading the Capitol on January 6th, there were also like infiltrated FBI agents that had infiltrated those groups and they're trying to find out like to what extent were these guys the ringleaders of this thing? And I don't know the answer. And it might be that they weren't, but you're not even supposed to talk about this, right? This is like, oh no, no, that's 911 times Pearl Harbor times, you know, mm-hmm. squared. It's this is you can't talk about this. And there's and who's yeah, shot? they're just
1: identified as people, but they haven't even been arrested yet. Right? I mean, right. they know who they are, and but they've clearly for this very odd for them to be not arrested.
0: A woman was killed, you know, was shot in that yeah. at, you know, point blank range. And Nobody who shot her, you know, she wasn't armed. She wasn't like, didn't seem like she was like about to set the place on fire or anything. Like, was it really necessary to use lethal force? And no one's really looked into that. That is also kind of a serious thing. So yeah, that, that's a whole story, but they're definitely don't want that to come to light. That's not a acceptable topic at all because that, that's the pretext for cracking down and surveilling, you know, a whole group of people in the U S and the thing is like, you might say, well, I don't like those those jerks on that side, those Trumpers, it's okay if they get surveilled. Oh, no, no, no. You'll get surveilled, too, if you're doing anything that, you know, it's not just going to be restricted to them. Don't, you know, once you have the power to, to use the war on terror powers, which is what they want, they want to use the, the 9-11, you know, the Patriot Act powers they used, you know, in foreign countries. Now they want to use it on the population. And once they green light that, you're not safe because your ideology temporarily may align with the people doing it. it it's dangerous for everybody. No doubt. No doubt. Um, was, that, was that actually what you were going to say? Bring no, no, no. I was going to... Okay. Uh, okay. I, I want to mention Bitcoin, and I wanted to mention yeah. this trip I took this weekend. A couple funny things. So I went up to the uh, the Minho, which is northern Portugal. It's beautiful. It's an amazing place. And it was cool because we stayed in this really nice hotel, and re- right nearby, um, friends of Sasha's, the you know, parents of Sasha's friends who are to school are uh, these Portuguese people, and we've been there before last summer, and they had this house that is... The main, one of the buildings is from the, I think the 13th century and then it's built around that. It's really cool and it's like a paradise out there and the kids just run around. They're not on screens. Um, there's like fig trees and lemon trees, there's, you know, fruit trees all over the property and chickens and it was just such a great weekend. You know, it was like traditional Portuguese life. And they cooked like the best steak on this outdoor had this big outdoor grill where they just put like tree logs. They were like lit like tree logs. It's just like a pit and a grill. And they made this Uruguayan steak that this guy, I guess he owned a restaurant in Brazil. One of the guys is Brazilian. One of the other guys who was staying, was hanging out with us. And it was like some of the best steak I've ever had. It was like this lean, rare, perfectly cooked Uruguayan grass-fed meat. It was excellent. But then the next day we, we drove like an hour to go uh, white water rafting. So we all went white water rafting, and there were three boats. There was us, and then the other group, and then there was like a third boat. We go down the river, and it's cool because like Spain is on our right, like twenty feet away, and Portugal's on our left, like fifty feet away. Like we're just in between Portugal and Spain on this river, right? White water rafting. But oh, what, was fu- yeah. what was funny is that, and this occurred to me and everybody else. Like, immediately when you're on the boat, the other boat is the enemy. I mean, it's just like, that's the enemy boat. Like, we need to kill that boat. We need to sink that boat. So we're, I'm thinking this myself. And then, of course, as we go by them, they start splashing and attacking us. So, of course, we started attacking them. Then there was a third boat with these random tourists that were there that we didn't even know. And when we went by their boat, all the people started attacking them. They were like, they didn't like it. They didn't, they weren't in on it. Our group was like, it's more aggressive. And then I was thinking, oh, there's a bridge we're crossing. I was, I was going to tell my guy who's like the other dude up front, like dude, climb to the shore and go up on the bridge and jump down onto their boat. You know, it was like a hundred feet up, you know, jump down. And attack. I was having these thoughts. It's like, we were all having these thoughts. All the dudes on the boat saw the other boat, including you know, them seeing us. And like, we're thinking we got to kill those people. Like, that was honestly my thought. Like, oh, like, you see them? It's just like, oh, we got to go get them. Like, what is that? Like, that is it. We all, every dude was like, oh, yeah, we got to kill them. That's the enemy boat. Isn't that funny that that just occurs to you? And it occurred to the other boat that attacked us also.
1: That is funny. I heard you talking about the, I was totally jealous. I'd love to go rapids, whitewater rafting yes. or whatever it's called. I'd love to old film, Meryl Streep, the river wild. I remember that. Hopefully he didn't get uh, abducted at gunpoint by Kevin Bacon, but, uh, so you're, so, so Sasha and everything did this. Was it, was it at any point like dangerous?
0: No, it was a couple of places were a little rough. We also jumped off a cliff from like, you know, 18 feet up. Nice. Uh, nice. Sasha went before me. So I she, she's nice. eager nice. to do it. I was sort of like, oh, I don't know. But then I did it. I mean, that was fun. It was just great. You know, it was just that outdoor, like it wasn't that rough. There were a couple of rough spots, which were fun. You like yeah. there actually a wave and you hit it and you jump over it. You get splashed. It was really just chill. And then we went biking to this uh, incredible town, like, it's basically four miles away from the hotel and they have bikes at the hotel. So we went down these beautiful bike paths, went to town, had this like amazing meat plate and artisanal cider yeah. bike. Path. It was just like one of those weekends where you're outdoors with your family. You just feel great. You're just happy to be just like on those weekends where you're just having a, you're doing real shit. You're not just like, you know, on your computer or whatever
1: yeah no it sounds good someone speaking of your food you're talking about someone direct messaged me and asked me uh where i get the fresh seafood we talked about on the podcast i'm like man that's list in portugal i wish i could get fresh seafood i get frozen fish delivered to me that's that's all we could all be so lucky to live so close to the ocean but uh yeah i think advantage of that for
0: sure yeah we do get good uh uh, you know i was going to talk about some health stuff that i'm doing but i'll skip that to the next one because we're already going uh pretty long let's talk a little bitcoin so Right now, as we record this, it is at 38,600, 630, 38,635 to be exact. It's a little bit up, you know, but it's been a couple of weeks. It's been in this it's range. Over 40. Yeah, yeah, it was over 40 for a minute, but uh, it's kind of been in this range. expect it to like just ramp up all the way to 70 or 80 soon, but it, it just seems to creep over 40. I don't know who's selling. Everything seems so incredibly bullish to me.
1: Yeah, it seems this the New York Times sent out a piece that uh, the pipeline investigation upends the idea that Bitcoin is untraceable. And they basically they just discover what blockchain means. I mean, really, of, of course, everyone obviously knew that. It's such a misleading headline. And then I guess there was an opinion piece also in The New York Times that people went even more crazy about. Very uh, 5,000 words in the word lightning network wasn't mentioned one time. Um, so it's just still there. It's crazy. I feel like in five years, I mean, we could be wrong about it, too. But I also feel like in five years, a lot of these people are going to be like, oh, boy, I printed, I, I, you know, I, I went on record talking about just it's, it's clear who did not go believe in the technology. I I don't know. It's just weird that they're just the FUD as they call it, but it just seems like there's, I don't know, an ulterior motive that just seems so weird to me that big publications are still attacking it. But just when you read it and if you, if you knew it's just it's 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 comically off base and just like uh, someone that didn't do any research at all wrote it, it it's 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 still bizarre that's still happening it shows that we're still in the very very beginning stages still
0: it also shows the standards are declining so much for, Maybe for that too, new yeah. mainstream news the coverage is, is atrocious but those people have no sway in the end those people are just they're just hurting people they're just closing people's minds to something that could help them they're just i mean it, it's so sick the the terrible advice that they're giving now you know again we don't know for sure we could be wrong and go down but at least we're informed about what it is you and I don't have any special crystal ball about this it's just that we actually did some work more than a journalist like reporting to represent a newspaper about this so it's just really bad uh, the other yeah. thing okay go ahead hold
1: on but before I forget I will just recommend this now uh, Davis Maddock uh, had a had a guest Alex Gladstein on his oh, K- yeah, he's cast, the podcast yeah. Highly recommend that. There's less technical mumbo-jumbo and more real-life what's going on in the economy. And I recommend that. It's called the TateCast. It's an Alex Gladstein uh, talking Bitcoin. It was like last week's episode. So I recommend that. Sorry, go ahead, Liz.
0: I saw a couple of tweets that really opened my eyes. So you know who Naval Ravikant is? He's, I guess he's like a VC guy. Oh,
1: yes. I, I did put out to that N- we Yes, N- and exactly N- what you're N- talking about. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, so, a million
0: bunch of followers. Yeah. He tweeted yeah, something yeah. a while back that I read. He said something like, Mob decisions will be replaced by markets, once like Bitcoin. He's more into crypto, which I don't really agree with, but you, know, mo- you know, markets will replace mobs. I thought about that like, yeah, okay, yeah, I get that, sort of. But then I read a tweet by this guy, Jeff Booth, who said, I'm paraphrasing it, but something to the effect of money is information, and our money is so distorted through printing that it's no wonder that our information ecosystem is so distorted. That the fact that money, which is really our, our measurement of so many things informationally about society, once that's broken, then it's not surprising that like our measurement of what actually happened on January 6th or whatever actually happened with COVID and what you know, what works and what doesn't and what's true, is totally distorted because our our basic sort of unit of account, one of our most basic communication mechanisms, which is money, is totally distorted. Our language is then therefore distorted. It started making me think about it. And I started thinking about the, the story of the Tower of Babel in the Bible. And so I looked that up because I was like, the Tower of Babel, like, that's something about how people couldn't communicate and things got distorted. And apparently, like, the, the people wanted to build a tower to the heavens and God didn't want that. And because their ability to communicate uh, in the same language and, and be on the same page, I guess, according to God, was, was going to give them unlimited power to build this tower, he then, like, scattered their you know, he he made them, this is sort of the story of the different languages in the world. He like scattered them around the world with different languages and they could no longer, you know, complete this tower. It's almost like God in that sense is the, the status quo people looking to protect their power. And we, you know, we're the people trying to make something great. Like we went to the moon, right? In 1969, 1971, Nixon screws up the money. He takes us off the gold standard. Now money's printable. We haven't done anything since. It's like, what happened? Like, 2001 Space Odyssey, you know, this is in the 60s. Stanley Kubrick makes 2001 Space Odyssey and there's incredible spaceships taking us to like other planets. And he thought that was going to be the case in 2001 in 1968 or whenever he did that or 1969. He was like, in 30 years, we're going to have this. Well, we don't even have a space program anymore, really, barely. I mean, now it's like privatized. The opposite happened. Well, what happened? Well, 1971. You know, we stopped building the Tower of Babel. We we got scattered. Well, well it's not that the different languages isn't a problem. We could translate from Portuguese to English to French, not literally. The problem is the money and the money and the distortion of information. And now we can't even agree on how to treat a disease that we've had for 18 months. That's been uh, you know genetically sequenced. We can't agree on what happened of the basic facts, we have now been sort of tower of Babel, where we're all living in these crazy different realities and we can't cooperate and do anything. And it's just mob rule. It's like whatever, you know, you can be canceled because you said this, or you did this tomorrow. It'll be something else. It's just the mob rules, everything rather than a market where if you had a sound money, then it would be the market ruling and saying, Oh, actually you're really adding a lot of value. I'm going to vote for this. You know, you're not adding a lot of value. I'm not going to vote for this. You know, it's 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 not going to be a mob thing. It's going to be a market thing. People will vote with their dollars and, and vote with their, you know, giving of value. Anyway, it just made me think of it and how Bitcoin in some way is sort of like to reestablish a unified language. It's almost like truth. And then there's this other article I was read. I'm not going to get into it, but Bitcoin is time and I'm not even done with it. But it is super deep. Bitcoin is time. And he just talks about how, like, the double spend problem and the digital, you know, if you give me a coin, you lose the coin. I have the coin, a physical coin. But in the digital realm, obviously, everything's copyable. So if you give me, if you send me an email, you still have a copy of the email. And so how do we deal with that? And he, and he explained it really well. And one of the aspects is, like, it has to create its own sense of time because you have to determine who sent what first in a chronological order. But because time is relative and you're talking about um, decentralized Decentralized nodes. um, This is a very complex problem that Bitcoin solved and it goes into how and it's very, very deep. And it makes you think this is really something. I mean, this is really something deep. It's not just, oh, cool, you know, uh, number go up. I'm rich, you know, or oh, cool, like you know, it is cool that like El Salvadorans can get remittances and not get, you know, so much taken out and they don't have to risk violence and they can just do it on a device, don't take a bus six hours. That is cool. And there's going to be a lot of great use cases like that, but this is like way bigger than even that. It's like restoring the basis for value and language communication. Like reality is going, I I mean, this is a huge statement, but I think reality is going to be reunified instead of all of us being in different realities. Like, you know, there's people who just don't, they're not, they just don't even believe the same premises you do. They have a whole set of premises that i don't even buy it's like a different religion um and i think that this is going to to uh reunify people's meaning sense of meaning with one another because it's going to be a time-stamped verifiable uh value-oriented ecosystem where things are true or they're not true it was time-stamped then or it wasn't you know it's not going to be like well that never happened this never happened this happened it's i i i hope so at least but anyway, I started reading this stuff and I started thinking, you oh, know, this is deeper than just um, fixing the money. This is going to fix the money undergirds, I think, a lot of the problems that we're having, a lot of the dysfunction we have.
1: All right. I'll read Bitcoin is time. I have nothing to add to that great rant other than um, what are your thoughts on Bezos going to space?
0: By all means, don't, don't come back. Take a one-way ticket. No, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I think that the, I, I, I mean, th- it's interesting, right? I mean, it's kind of I,
1: more. I thought he was sorry. I asked you that I'm going to answer I want your, your opinion.
0: Okay. So I, I think it's cool. Like I, I think Elon Musk should have competition that if he's willing to ride on the spaceship himself, the skin in the game aspect is is very commendable. Elon Musk should get on his own rockets. You know, I'm not a Bezos fan or any of those guys. I think it's not entirely their fault. I mean, hate the, don't hate the player, hate the game, but you know, he does not deserve the money he has the printing and the cheating and all that stuff. I mean, he deserves something. Amazon's a great product i mean you push a button and the thing shows up it's pretty amazing he he does he deserves to be a billionaire probably but i don't know you know what the what a real market would give him without all this fake market but i'm not a i'm not a fan of his but i i always think there's something like nefarious and great reset oriented about all these guys like they're doing something bad but on its face him going to space i think that's that's good
1: yeah, it's kind of cool. At first I was like, are you, are you, he's crazy. You have all the most money in the world and you're going to risk that. But I'm like, well, that is kind of why it is cool that he has, you know, and I guess yeah. it's been his lifelong dream since he was a kid to go to space. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he has everything to lose and he's still going to do it so, I mean, because there is some risk of going to outer space.
0: Yeah, so no it's shit. Kind of cool. Being, being so. the first one, you know, in, in, in yeah. your particular rocket, there's a little bit of risk. Oh. Yes. Yeah.
1: So, um, with that great, great rant. I definitely want to read that. Um, I want to say before, uh, we go, I actually do think there's a, I'm going to be on vacation next week. So let's go ahead and give the people a bonus coverage and talk about your health. Uh, I have a few things to add too. So let, let's, let's do it now. Cause unfortunately yeah, I might be gone next week.
0: Okay. Anyway. So I just, you know, I'm 50 and we have this friend, Caroline, who's French and she, she's like a coach. She's like PD Mangan kind of, I mean, in her own way. And she's, she knows her shit. Like, you know, we've talked a lot and she's like obsessed with it. Like she'll talk to you for like an hour about it, you know? And and I actually am interested in it. Everyone else is like, oh, enough, but I'm interested in it. And so, you know, she and I talk a lot. And then, so she found this doctor that does all this blood testing and genetic testing and all this stuff. And, And, you know, it's like 800 bucks. It's kind of expensive, but I was like, all right, I'll do it. I'll try it. Why not? So I did. And I got the test back and I talked to the doctor today and, you know, some of my tests were a little off and you know, he's like, oh, well, you should eat more of this, less of this, or just, you know, whatever. But it was, uh, it was cool. Like, so like genetically you have a, uh, a, a type, you know, and some people, I guess, are supposed to be vegetarian based on genetics. And some people need to eat like just meat almost. Uh, mine was type three, which is like Mediterranean meat, nuts, fish. They were like, you should eat less red meat. And I was like, well, I don't know, man. Cause you know, I'm not going to take everything they say as gospel, but I was, it was, it's very scientifically based and they're, they're good. Like it's legit. And he's like, well, if you eat, you know, if just one out of three times that you're going to eat meat, just eat something else like chicken or fish or, and I was like, that's not too hard. Like one out of three, just like like he's telling me not to eat. He's just like one of three times. I'm like, all right, I can do this. Gave me some supplements. He's like, you're low in this. You need more zinc. You need more magnesium. Your thyroid needs this. I don't know. It was pretty cool. It was like tailored to me, like genetically, all these very deep blood tests. And I'm going to try this for like six months. It's not that radical. The one thing he said was I'm, I'm, uh, lactose intolerant and I'm also gluten intolerant, which I, I never tested for it, but I had stopped eating gluten 10 years ago. And he's like, good, keep, keep at that. But mm, he said, you're, you're, natural. I don't have celiac, but I just, you know, it's like, it's bad right. for me. And he said that you're lactose intolerant. So dairy, you know, like you can only eat the really hard cheeses. Um, and I'm like, it's a little bums me out. Cause I like eating ice cream with Sasha. Although as I'll quote my friend who, when he would eat this delicious ice cream said, yeah, I don't like to go there that much. Cause uh, I'm always Jackson Pollocking it afterwards. So uh, I, uh, I, <laughs> nice. I, I was, you know, the, the point is that I, I would, uh, I, nice. he's like, he's like, just take i I, I'm not really worried about that as much as, um, as much as just keeping my st- in my system in a state of inflammation with something right. that I can't of handle. So he's like, you yeah. can take some lactase enzymes. It helps a little, but I'll just, I'll do it once in a while just for Sasha. I don't really care. I mean, I like the ice cream, but I don't care. I'm also getting this root canal pulled. Uh, it's going to cost me a, a bunch of money, uh, and an implant there's a really good dentist here. It's all like the natural stuff and root canals like there, there's a lot of evidence that root canals like they you know they cut out the root and they seal it off, but like you, there's always some bacteria that gets in there and over time, it really gets very toxic and it can migrate to other parts of your body, and it's been associated with certain cancers and mm. autoimmune problems and But then there's other people say, no, I've had a root canal, and you've done some studies. it only affects some people, but I feel like it's just like paying for health insurance. I'm just going to rip it out and put in an implant with the proper materials. And, and it's just like, okay, I'm buying insurance. Like it may be unnecessary, but I've, I know enough about this that better safe than sorry, right? It's like your, your life and health. So pulling out a root canal and I'm getting, I'm doing this thing for six months, taking some supplements. I don't really want to get sick. I want to see what's off balance as much as I can through testing and then get it back on balance. I don't want to knock on wood, find myself with a deadly disease and be like, Oh yeah, you were out of balance for six years. You never did anything. You kept eating the stuff that was harming you. And then you, you know, then something happened. So I just think like, get ahead of this stuff. Obviously it's expensive, some of this stuff. So, you know, not everybody can afford it, but if you can't afford it to me, that's like a very worthwhile thing to spend your money on.
1: Yeah, I know. Totally. It's funny. You you, you say all that because I literally just recently uh, took a bunch of blood tests myself. I tested my omega levels, vitamin D, and I did a gut biome one, um, not sure how le- legit it is because I'm just using an online company, but it's going to suggest all the foods, you know, kind of similar to that. Um, I, I, have, I have been recommended a couple, um, local, uh, type, kind of, you know, meet in person. I forget what their, um, what their title, these, uh, the doctors are, 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 called now these days, but similar to what you're talking about. And, um, so yeah, so I'm totally interested. I'm curious what my results are going to say. And I'm definitely a believer that every person is just so different. So, um, I know I have a bunch of food allergies. um, um so, so yeah, I, 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 Interested that you're doing the same thing there. I even did uh, I even bought and uh, started wearing, you're going to hate this though, because you right. consider it intrusive and I've given it to the government, but I started wearing one of those whoop devices, uh, really curious, uh, my um, sleep. So uh, I've been measuring, uh-huh. measuring my sleep uh, every night. Also too, stealing so your seen. dreams,
0: reporting yeah, this to the CIA. Sure. And the you know, is yeah. coming to your house soon. Yeah. You're going to be no, happy when you're no in a prison question. cell. You're going to be yeah. like, yeah, I monitor my sleep, and now I'm in a prison cell. Yeah, you know, I know, I know. No getting question. testicular so, shock yeah. to go, you know, give up your uh, private keys. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Uh, I, I thought of like, because I have blood sugar. My blood sugar is not like diabetic, but it's higher than it should be. You know, there's some things you can wear. Like when you just test your blood sugar by like pricking your finger and doing it, mm it's a snapshot but you know and then the a1c is like a three-month thing which in mine was a little high but it was you know still not like diabetic but there's some things you can wear that just like monitor all the time which is cool because yep. then you can like eat some stuff like some gluten free pasta that i like which i don't eat very often and see like is it going way up to like 160 or something or is it just ah, it's only 130 140 it's not a big deal and so you could you know really see how it works
1: yeah. No, mm-hmm. I'm curious to sleep though, but, um, but yeah, wh- how much REM I'm getting deep sleep and this, uh, this, you know, the differences of when you went to bed, caffeine, I guess a lot of people stop drinking alcohol when they see how much it affects their, their sleep, sleep. wearing these. But, um, I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of, all, a lot of people get these also because they're athletes and they're measuring their recovery and all these crazy workouts. Right. But, um, you know, I haven't even, I guess I can wear it in the pool when I swim laps, but I haven't done that yet. But anyway, so I'm, I'm doing the same similar things to you and, and curious and, and doing the blood work. And so, yeah, let me know how, how that goes. And, and, and yeah, so I'm, I'm curious. So you're going to change your diet based on, on these. I'm going to change
0: it a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. they said more nuts, which I don't usually uh, Oh Really? What nuts? What kind of nuts? Just any kind of nuts, you know, like, well, I mean, not cashews as much cause they're, they're high in carbs, but like all these nuts. So nuts are the the wor- highest in omega-3 except macadamia, man. We talked to me
1: off air. Omega-6. No, no, no. Sorry. Omega-6. Sorry. Omega was, six, sorry yeah. Omega-6. No, no. Sorry, yeah.
0: But I'm so low in omega-6. So okay. you need omega uh, then, six. Yeah, you need uh,
1: you, walnuts. Walnuts.
0: Yeah. Well, so you need omega six. Now the problem is that on the standard American diet, you are so easily you're getting so much more than this. Yeah. You want the ratio
1: to be one to one, and the American diet's like twenty to one. if not much right. higher. So, but mine is the people-
0: other way. Mine is like Whoa. I got way more omega. Well, because I eat just like gr- tons of meat, tons of fish. Not really meat much grain. Too. Yeah, not much grain. Specifically you
1: know? grass-fed meat and wild caught fish. Those two things yeah. are, are and,
0: and, huge and I them. eat like sardines and stuff all the time. Like so that'll do it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I they broke down all my acids and they're like, you have a lot of red meat. I'm eating too much pork. Like I don't love pork. And I'm eating all the salami because it's just in my fridge. It's got no sugar. And I don't really I'm like, I'm gonna get rid of it. I already knew I was like, this isn't even like necessary. But
1: pork pork is
0: corn. That's
1: usually through the roof, omega six.
0: Well, for whatever reason, I had very low acids of that kind. And so he's like, you need more just like healthy ones. And I'm like, I would do hemp oil. I'm not doing anything with any fake seed oils. So I'm just going to eat some nuts and get a little more omega-6. Like, you know, it's funny because you think I could just eat meat and fish all day. And and for some people that would probably be perfect, but he's like, for my type, you actually are low in this acid. You're not, you need a little bit of it. Which is like eye-opening, totally yeah. eye-opening. That's crazy. I wonder if the
1: pork the pork in Europe is different. I, I wonder if they're healthier there. So, uh, this is totally interesting to organic. Me.
0: I, I don't no. I don't think they feed them corn. Maybe they do, but I don't, I don't think oh. so. Like the Portugal pigs are like really well. It is
1: impossible to find uh, pork here in America. It's so hard. Very okay. different. You're on waiting list to find it. But wow, because that's they're... that's interesting that you are that you're the total opposite of what you'd think. So every person is just so different. It's
0: just wow. That's that's illuminating. Well, these guys could be wrong also. I mean, that's not, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say like these guys are totally right, but the point is like eating some nuts. I mean, I'm not eating like, I'm not going to eat some canola oil or something like that. I'm, you know, eating some nuts <laughs> that grow on trees, try to reduce my... Well, you're
1: probably even like soaking them and oxalate all that stuff too, aren't you? You're, we, like, we're so- we,
0: I'm not going to soak them yet unless they cause okay. problems for me. He suggested berberine to help like help heal the gut five days a month, zinc, uh, iodine, selenium, a little bit of copper that I'm low in copper, Support the almond industry. I'll, I'll pronounce it
1: almonds so they can understand what I'm saying here. But we, uh, we have a, a drought here in California. I don't know if yeah. you uh, haven't not heard, but um, so yeah, support. If you're going to eat nuts man, support the almond industry for, for your fellow podcast
0: uh, yeah. partner here. I have, I bought some almonds. So we'll see. I'm not gonna eat that many nuts. It's just something that's like, you know, convenient if I'm not, because I'm not going to eat much cheese and I've been living off of cheese. Like during the day, all I eat is leftovers from dinner, cheese slices, fruit and yogurt. And he's like, you're lactose intolerant. So I'm like, (laughs) fuck, you know, what am I going to do? So I bought a bunch of nuts because I don't go out to lunch really, you know, um, by myself or even Heather's always running in and out. So we don't, we rarely go to lunch. So I just kind of grab stuff, but you know, again, you have to have the time and the means, but you should be doing this. I mean, some version of it, not my version, but like, I I don't, I don't understand how it's the money, you know, Bitcoin and and whatever, you know, research stocks, whatever you want but figure out the, the financial system and the situation, figure out your health and, you know, spend time with your family. I mean, that's it, you know, go do outdoor stuff. That's all you got is those three things. Take care of your professional responsibilities. That's it, right? Like, I don't know what people are, what rabbit holes people are going down, but if it's not health and Bitcoin, I don't, you know, it's just, to me, it's like, it's the obvious ones. It's the important stuff. It's the stuff you need to have, right. You know, to, to have a good life, it seems like so.
1: Well, confirmation bias here. I mean, yeah, that's all I've been doing less since pandemic. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully that's yeah, that's that's what I've been spending my time. And also a lot of ba- fantasy baseball studying. So hopefully something to uh, get. Wait for the next one of the two. Uh, will one, pan out. Another black swan will happen with the Bitcoin. It'll be go down and yeah. tanks. So sad, I'm sure because yeah, you know, hard work it doesn't always pay off as we're seeing here. Poor Tyler Glass. No Glass Joe now more like. But, yeah. um, anyway, I, I, I have no
0: I'm in first place in out wars and he's my best player. So yeah. that hurts there too. I'm I, I took yeah. a, I took a hit too.
1: Did that all, did that may have cost you 125 K like it did me or, or yeah. no, it cost yeah. me, it cost me yeah.
0: prestige. It, it cost yeah, me. Prestige. A lot. Okay. Well, I won last year, you know, so they think it's a fluke cause a short season. win. Yeah. So I need to destroy these people again and then show them, you know, it's for real. No
1: yeah. amount of money could buy any the uh, people to respect you at this point. That's no, absolutely.
0: No <laughs> oh, I'm so, I'm so bereft of any respect that I, I definitely, there's no yeah. amount of money
1: I kid, man. Well said on your, on your rants, this, this pod. And, uh, yeah, it feels like we're picking up a few, uh, new listeners and, uh, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm doing a trip. Uh, it'll be a vacation next week, but, uh, good times, good stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, one last thing I'll leave. Uh, I, you know, I was listening to like the David Bowie albums and Neil Young albums he okay. talks about. Uh, I've been listening to the Velvet Underground's first album, uh, the one with the banana, the Andy Warhol on the cover. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, it is, it's very good. It's funny. You know, I knew the album, like I knew, you know, Ziggy started us in spiders from Mars, but I didn't know all the, I just hadn't really like delved into it because you end up listening to greatest hits and, and you kind of skip. I listen to that whole album, the whole thing. It's one of the best. It's one of the classics. So check it out. I posted it on my Twitter too.
1: Yeah. I have no clue about it. I saw the tweet. I'll, I'll check it out because I was a fan of the last one you did that too. So, so
0: one last thing, uh, if you guys enjoy the podcast, want to support it, uh, and our fantasy sports players go to rotowire.com slash pod is a free 10 day trial. You do not need a credit card. You can check out all our football projections, all our rankings, all our write-ups. And if you like it, then uh, maybe you will uh, sign up in earnest or maybe not. It's up to you. So again, uh, rotowire.com slash pod got anything else. Just the Alex Gladstein, Davis Matic
1: Bitcoin pod would be my recommendation of the week. Check that out too. All right, man. Take it easy. Good talk and have a good vacation. Thanks, Liz. Later, man.